This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching Fanboy. 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 Fanboy, etc. Fanboy Nation. Dot, I assume Tom. This morning, I am speaking with one of the baddest men in professional wrestling, a 19-year veteran that finally got his break that he's deserved all along. On Wednesday night, one hour before AEW Dynamite, we will recognize him as the breakthrough star, male breakthrough star during the AEW Awards. And then after that, he's got to go to the ring to fight the murder hawk himself, Lance Archer. Eddie Kingston, how are you, man? Oh, I'm good. I didn't even know I won. That's nice. No, I'm calling it from now. So even if you don't know, oh, we're calling saying, it. I'm calling it. Yeah. All right, don't jinx me. <laughs> no, we won't jinx. Listen, 19 years, you've, you've been in ROH, you've been in CZW and all these other places. And here you are, you're on the big stage, you're on the big show. The only thing left for you to do is win the AEW world title. That's right, man. That's the goal. That's the goal. That's been the goal since the first day I stepped foot there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I read one interview with you at one point you almost retired and they're like, nah, I'm not giving it up. Time isn't right. And here you are with the second largest promotion in the United States uh, and killing it on TV every week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got to say the first biggest promotion, I can't call it the second, you know, that man, I know Uh, you can't, we, because we're going to have the people that are going to sit there and they're going to do the numbers and they're like, well, this one's been around longer and whatever else. But yeah, I know you got to call it the biggest because you're on the show. The, the the bottom line is, and people can call it an ego thing. If I'm not on your show, then it's not the biggest show. <laughs> I'll put it to you like that. If I'm on it, it's the biggest show of the year or the biggest show ever, whatever, or top promotion, as long as I'm on it. Well, if you're not in it to be world champion, why are you in the business? Exactly, my man. And you talked about the retirement thing. Uh The reason why I said no to the retirement was because I met my nephew. And my, uh, my brother told me, Hey, how can I tell my son, your nephew, never to quit at anything in life when his uncle quit on wrestling? And I said, okay, that's cute. So I had to, I had to stay for my nephew. And now, you know, how old's your nephew? Uh, he's only about five, six months old. You know what uh, I mean? I'm waiting for him one day to go to school mm-hmm. and tell the kids, Hey, uh, my uncle's a wrestler. And they're like, no, he's not. And he just pulls up his phone and there I am. There you go, man. You know, Brian Cage did the same thing with the, with his eldest son. You know, the kids didn't yeah. believe that K- Cage was his dad. And then he just showed up from the gym one day. And, uh, you know, that was that. Of course he showed up from the gym. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's Cage, All respect you know. To him, man. He works out. He works out hard, man. All respect to him on that. You know yeah. what I mean? For sure, man. But no, dude, AEW's killing it in the ratings. It's killing it uh, across the board. There's AEW, AEW Dark. Heels is the lady subscription service. There, there's being the elite. There's so much going on with the company that, you know, there's still talk of TNT giving another hour to AEW for a second show. Like, what does this mean to you to sit there and like you lasted so long in the business and then boom, here it is. Now you're considered a breakout star, but you're with AEW, which is, is buzzing the world. Yeah, man, it's, 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 uh, Surreal is probably the best word I can give it to you. I'd never imagined this, especially when I first came in, uh, to fight Cody. Uh, I had the, I was really considering selling my house in Florida. Uh, I was selling my wrestling gear at the time to make money because of the pandemic. And, uh, just to see how everything worked out the way it's working out. And, you know, I still got more to go because I'm not the world champ, but other than that, man, like it's, it's surreal. It is very, very surreal. 
Yeah. Well, you're not the world champ yet. We got to put that ellipses and then go yet. Yet, yet is the is the key thing. Yet, and then I can then maybe when I'm world champ, I can talk to EA Sports about Madden to make it better. There you go, man. You know, you got the gaming thing going. What is the now major crossover? I think what what's going on with some companies and, and some eyes, they're not really paying attention to the streaming the streaming services and the streaming fan base. Um, what is that connection between professional wrestling and video games? Well, you you got to understand, there were so many great wrestling video games, especially when I was younger. I'm 39 now. So when I was younger, the having a wrestling video game was like everything. You know what I mean? Because like it kind of made wrestling legit with all the other sports like football, baseball, basketball, and hockey. They had their own video games, and then here comes pro wrestling with theirs. You know what I mean? And it just, again, added more credibility to the sport. But then you grow up and you play games like Virtual Pro Wrestler 2 if you were able enough to get it from Japan like I did and, like, just blows you away. That's still my favorite game of all time is Virtual Pro uh, Wrestler 2. And then you had the WrestleMania 2000 game. And then you had No Mercy. And then you had uh WCW versus NWO. You know, all those games for N64 just – Blew everything away, and then you had the other, you know, SmackDown games and stuff. So, like, they were huge, especially when I was growing up when wrestling got super hot. Everybody was playing those games. Like, people would go over to each other's houses just to play those games. Right. No, man, when I was in college, you know, there were the wrestling parties. People would sit there and watch WWE and then WCW, and now you're on the home of WCW, which started that rivalry. What's it like to sit there and like the realization that TNT, you know, the Turner Broadcasting, you know, first with TBS was the first home of professional wrestling on cable. And now you guys are staying in that tradition or at least bringing it back. Oh, no, it feels great because it's it's always nice to pay tribute to the uh, tradition. But then it's also, you know, you got to evolve. So AEW to me is just uh, just, you know, evolving from what the sport was. So it, it's nice to be on TNT and show the world how the sport has evolved, you know? That's why we're doing so well. It's because we're different. Mm-hmm. No, man, I mean, you're keeping it entertaining. You know, then you got, uh, you know, Darby Allen sitting there doing all sorts of crazy stunts. And we're looking <laughs> at him like, man, you and those thumbtacks on skateboards. What the hell? Yeah, that's my man, Darby. <laughs> I, I've known dudes like Darby. Well, I've known Darby for a while, but I've also known dudes like Darby. They're whacked. They're out of their minds in a good way, in a good way. Right. Man, I, I have to ask this, you know, like again, 19 years and now you're considered the breakout star or, you know, in consideration to be the breakout star. What does it mean to you, like to finally get that recognition that took you forever to get there? I know, I know this is going to sound like I'm a, excuse my language. I know this is going to sound me, sound like me being an asshole, but that whole breakout star thing that that's nice. I, I'm happy to be nominated. But that's not the goal. You know what I mean? And and that's never been the goal. I always wanted to be a top guy everywhere I've gone, no matter what promotion I was at, whether it was on the indie level, whether I was at Impact or wherever I was in my career. My my main objective was to be the guy, the top guy, not anything else. But again, the award is flattering. It's nice, but it's not the number one objective. It's just one more stepping stone to get you to the world title. 
Yeah, because like I, I put it to you like this: What happens if I win this breakout star and then 2021 I don't do anything? Right. It doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? So it's right. just one step towards the main goal. It's almost like the Grammys, where someone wins Best New Artist and then we never hear from them again. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to be that person. Yeah, I got you, man. I got you. Yeah. Well, now, you know, since you brought up Impact, there's that this huge crossover between AEW and Impact Wrestling and hopefully New Japan at some point. You know, what does that mean for the business? Because, you know, you guys sit there, you have the NWA Women's Champion on AEW. You have the AEW World Heavyweight Champion going to Impact. You know, it's the crossover between three major promotions. Like, what does that mean for wrestling? Is it almost like going back to the territory days and, like, cross-promoting with a singular champion? Well, I, you know, I don't think it's ever going to go back to the territory days. I would love that because from all the stories I heard from the old school guys telling me about it, I would love that. But no, um, I think it's just good for business that everybody works together. You know what I mean? And we all got to come together to bring this sport back to where it should be when we're all getting millions of people. You know what I mean? There's enough people in the world for all of us to share. You know what I mean? And, you know, you don't want vanilla ice cream every day. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you can have a different ice cream, you want chocolate. Maybe one day you want cookie dough. Maybe one day you want whatever horrible one Ben and Jerry's comes up with. Like <laughs> recently they came up. Look, and I love Ben and Jerry's. That's my cheat meal. Right. But they came up with this Netflix one with like peanut butter and something else in it. And I was like, yep, that's gross. But <laughs> you always want, you always want a different flavor. You don't want the same thing over and over again. And. It, it's good that we're all working with each other to try to bring something different. Right. And then it's cool to see, you know, uh, what's it called? Private party go over to impact and then end up facing the good brothers or the good brothers make an appearance and then team up with the young bloods or, or the young bucks. Sorry. You know, that's all I need is Matt and Nick to get mad at me and, you know, go on, <laughs> go on from there, you know? Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Matt and Nick, I, I have no problem with them. Yeah. I've known them for years. I like them. You know what I mean? The good brothers and on, look, I'm going to try not to get myself in trouble, but I'm not a really big fan of that whole uh jumping Moxley and doing the whole wannabe NWO thing. I'm sorry, Bullet Club thing. Did I slip on that one, Mandy? I, anyway. It's all right. Just a little slip, but, you know. Just, just a little slip. Just a little shot fired, but... You know what I mean? But hey, if it's, but here's the thing with me. If it's good for AEW and it gets more eyes on the company, fine. Cause then it gets more eyes on me. That's the selfish part of me coming out, you know? And then it gives you guys a run with you, Butcher and Blade to sit there and have, have a, uh, a six man tag going for it. Yeah. Well, I can tell you right now, I know Butch ain't happy about impact people coming in. Me and him had a nice long discussion about that, but we have other things to worry about and take care of, you know, let Mox handle what Mox going to handle. Right. And then you got to win the title and then they got to go for the tag titles. Yeah, that's all it is. That, that's basically the goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you brought up the old timers telling you the, the stories of, you know, the territory days. And we got Sting. We got two of the four horsemen in, in Arn Anderson, the enforcer and Tully Blanchard. You got Taz. And these are guys that are sitting there that lived and breathed this business when you and I were kids. And we grew up watching them and now you're working side by side with them. Like how surreal is that, that the heroes now become the, the colleagues? 
Oh, it, t- it took me a minute. You know what I mean? It, it took me a little bit to like pinch myself and go, okay, snap back into reality. These guys are not your work colleagues. These are not guys that you, you're a fan of or you watch on TV. They're right in front of you. Learn from them. And I love sitting down. I ask them questions as much as I can. I love the stories. Like, is it, cause like even in the stories, they're dropping knowledge. They don't even know it. But if you listen carefully and if you're aware enough, you'll pick up on some of the stuff that they're saying. And it's just a great learning experience. I could talk to all those guys for days. If I had my way, it would be like a, a Tuesday night. If I had my way, a Tuesday night, if I had enough money, because they all eat a lot, I would, I would get them dinner and sit there and just go talk. You know what I mean? <laughs> And uh, I would record it. I would record it for myself. No podcast or nothing. No offense to my homeboy Conrad, but I would just sit there and record it so I can have it for myself. Well, you know, Conrad's got an advantage on all of us, man. He's Ric Flair's son-in-law, so he can he can hook up some of the the top dudes for yeah. for guests and stuff. I actually hit up Conrad because uh, I'm trying this new thing, telling people that I appreciate them because you know life is short and stuff. And we're seeing that more and more because of the pandemic and stuff in 2020 and 2021. And I just hit up, excuse me, I hit up random people and I'm just like, hey, man, I appreciate what you're doing. And he was one of them because what I don't think he understands and what I don't think a lot of, of the young wrestlers understand, it's not their fault, they're young, is that when he's doing those podcasts, the knowledge that these guys are dropping for free, by the way, it's unbelievable. And that's why I'll sit there and listen to every podcast and just try to pick up everything they're saying. Oh yeah. Con- I want to make, I want to make more money than they did. Right. Not even, it's not about money. It's honestly, it's not about money. Cause if it was about money, I would have quit 18 years ago, but it's the love of the game and, and it's, it's the love of doing it correctly. It's right. not about just doing it for the sake of doing it. You know what I mean? And that's why I sit there and that's why I love listening to them. And, and for people that don't know Conrad Thompson, the dude ha- sits there. He does a weekly podcast with Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, uh, Arn Anderson. He's got uh, uh, Bruce Pritchard. He's got one with him. Like, I don't know how Conrad has time to run his insurance company and ru- run all these interviews, but good on him, man, because he's yeah. doing some, he's doing a, a favor to the people that want to come into the business and all, yeah. those of you guys that are already in there. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, if if I get a little tipsy, I'll tell him he's doing God's work. <laughs> All right, man. I gotta ask you this: since you got since you got the legends working with you, who's the one that keeps the k kayfabe the most? That you're not sure if it's a shoot or a work when they're telling you these stories. Oh, Taz, <laughs> Taz, because he's so angry. I love it. Well, I'm a New Yorker, right? And he's from Brooklyn, mm-hmm. so he's he's your typical. And I, and my best friend's from Brooklyn. So he, Taz is your typical Brooklyn dude. Angry at everything. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> every story somehow it's him. He's either angry or he's punching someone in the face or he wants to. And I love it because it reminds me of home. <laughs> so you brought home to my, uh, you brought home to Florida. Yeah. Cause like again, when me, him, Santana and Ortiz are all talking, people walk by us like we're nuts. They think we're arguing, like fighting each other, but we're not. We're just right. telling stories. 
you know, I'm originally from San Francisco, man. That's the way me and my friends were, and that's the way like me and my cousins were. So yeah. like I I know that whole city mentality of doing that. Like I tried doing that here in LA and like cracking jokes and like you know busting each other's nuts, and everyone's just like, I, I don't get it, dude. Like why are you being so mean? I was like, that's just yeah. you know we're cracking jokes. I tell you right now, LA scares me. LA scares me. I'm not trying to disrespect anybody from LA. I got a couple of dudes out in LA that I know. You know what I mean? They know who they are. Right. But some of that, like the rich Hollywood stuff, mm-hmm. freaks me out, man. Freaks <laughs> me out. Yeah. Come, come with me to one of the the uh, Critics Choice Awards. You'll you'll see some stuff that might freak you oh, out. I'll I'll get arrested. Because somebody will say something stupid, and next thing you know, I'll look at you and be like, what do I do here? Do I hit them? Because that's what I want to do. Right. It's, it's going to be some smart-ass comment that they think, you know, the, that they're safe because nobody punches each other. They just all talk trash, and then, you know, the, yeah, the city you know, comes out. And as you know, I'm getting a phone call from Tony Khan going, well, Eddie, we got to let you go for <laughs> – Punching some actor in the face. I don't know. Right. right. Tony is like, dude, I was getting into movie producing next, and that was yeah, my yeah, that was gonna yeah, be my yeah. lead. And you're screwing it. You're screwing yeah. us all up. <laughs> you know, Tony Khan has you know, to people that don't realize and they think, oh, Tony Khan came out of nowhere. Like his family has one of the mo- most recognizable Premier League soccer teams, the Jacksonville Jaguars out here in the States, and now AEW. These guys, these guys are taking over sports. When is Tony Khan going to buy, like, you know, the Miami Marlins and move them to Jacksonville at this point? Let me tell you something. The times when I do get a chance to talk to Tony because he's very busy with everything, I'm trying to get him to buy the Knicks and then make me the GM. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, man, you make me the GM of the Knicks. Patrick Ewing's coming back to be the head coach. We're going to bring back Bully Ball. We're going to do it. Hey, man, so long as you get me to be the arena announcer for the games, we're golden. Hey, you, you probably know how to write like a, what do you call it? Not a thesis. This tells you how smart I am. And like an outline or a presentation. There you go. Yeah. You write a presentation, I'll try to give it to Tony, and I'll be like, hey, by the Knicks. Yeah, see, there you go, man. You and me, we'll tag team up on this. Yeah, get Dolan out of there. Yeah. Let's go. All right, man. I, before I let you go, we got to bring this up. Wednesday night, tomorrow night, you are facing the murder hawk, Lance Archer. You know, the man's got Jake the Snake Roberts in his corner, one of the ultimate legends, the king of ring psychology. What goes down tomorrow night and what can we expect for, from Eddie Kingston and Lance Archer? Well, you know what I mean? I don't know what to expect from Lance because – Lance is Lance, you know what I mean? He talks all that hardcore stuff. He talks all that tough guy stuff. Let's see. You know what I mean? I talk it. I lived it. You know what I mean? I've done it. You know, the proof's in the pudding. You, I have 19 years of a career for you guys to check out of me just fighting. And uh I love it when people ask me, Eddie, what's your game plan? Wait, I'm supposed to have a game plan? You know what I mean? Like, if there's an opening, I'm going to punch you in the face. If there's an opening, I'm going to kick you in the knee. If there's an opening, I'm going to bite your ear. Uh, if there's an opening, I'm going to try to gouge your eye. We're fighting, man. This is not, you know what I mean? Right. We're not, we're not, you know what? We're not playing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, the, I know me and Lance do not play. No offense to no one else on the roster. A lot of the young guys don't understand that fire. They, they, they want to do the cool stuff, which is great because I can't do it. So I give them. Yeah. You should see me in the back when some of these guys come into the back after they're doing all the crazy flips and stuff. Mm-hmm. I give them a hug, like, what is going on? Are you guys okay? Right. Because, like, I can't do it. 
But one thing I can do is punch you, kick you, and fight you. And that's all I'm going to do is just I'm going to fight you. You want to wrestle and grapple, I can do that. But I'd rather punch you in the face than put you in the Amalot. I got you, man. All right. I Two last things. Uh, we're going to have to find out where your social media handles are so we can tag you in everything. Oh, but God, just, I, I forget them so much. <laughs> Don't worry. I, I found them for everybody else. We just like, you know, you you telling everybody. But, yeah. uh, you know, for for Twitter, you're over there, Mad King 1981 For yeah. Instagram, you're uh, Eddie Kingston 81 So we got yep. your back on that. But And we'll link everybody to it. All right. So that's your socials. But AEW has some of its retractors, and one of the kings of the retractors is Jim Cornette, who's a fan of yours, though. What do you say to somebody like Jim that might be missing the point of what's going on in AEW? Uh, what, what, if, if I was seeing Jim face to face, I would go, all right, dude, that's your opinion, man. You can't please everybody. And I, and I believe if you're trying to please everybody, you're going to hurt yourself. You just got to do what you got to do. And if people don't like it, then they don't like it. Also, much credit to Jim because he's getting a lot of views or a lot of podcast people by by shitting on AEW. So good for him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Good for him. He needs us just as much. I got you, man. Well, the AEW Awards are streaming tomorrow night, Wednesday, January 27th on Bleacher Report, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, leading right into AEW Dynamite on TNT. Uh, good luck tomorrow night with the Murder Hawk. Good luck in winning the prize. And I want to be ringside when you win the world title. Hopefully. Yeah, man, I'm with you. The dream is hopefully in New York, somewhere in New York. All right. Man. What, the garden or? I was say right now, the dream is the garden. Yeah. All right, man. Let's make that dream come true. If not the garden, at least the old ECW arena is the second choice. Yeah, but we'll sir. keep it yeah. live. Yeah, man. All right, brother. We'll be talking later. All right. Later, brother.